Agents Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. What are your feelings about Open Door or OfferPad, to name a few? And before you click the stop button, uh, let me just tell you that we are going to be talking to our guest today who provides an alternative solution to open door and offer pad. It's a similar style company, but more of a uh, local, locally based, based out of St. Louis, Missouri, who is doing things not with the intent of dominating only the real estate world, but actually putting homeowners into homes and finding creative solutions uh, that will also potentially create you, the real estate agent, more opportunity to earn commissions and also help your clients out. You're going to learn a ton today on this episode where uh, we're going to we're going to make you think differently on some of the solutions that actually exist. So welcome to the show, Joe Jordan. You were with uh, your local based company with uh, Three Doors, correct, is the name of the company. Uh, looking yeah, forward to this conversation today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um... Yeah, we're we're based right out of St. Louis, uh, just outside of St. Louis in Kirkwood. Um, yeah, we're just a local real estate investment company that uh, is doing a lot differently here. So, and um, no one else in the market can really match what what we can offer. So it's it's pretty exciting. Well, good because uh, I'm gonna have a lot of questions. But let's start with this. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story, like how what what got you into real estate, what led you to where you are today. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I back in 2016, I left uh, my full-time job and um, decided to get into real estate. And I joined a local real estate, uh, you know, like realtor team here. It's actually a relatively large company now. But um, what was great about that is I spent two or three years with uh, Matt Delhoun, and I just uh, I got to learn learn the real estate market and in um, you know the ins and outs of contracts and. Um, you know, how to be a buyer's agent, seller's agent, when I was very educational for me, but I've always wanted to be uh, like a real estate investor. It's kind of always been my niche. I, I, I kind of always knew that retail uh, agent wasn't going to be my long-term goal. So um, I actually, in 2019, bought my first uh, investment property. I did a rehab flip. Uh, believe it or not, I got a cool story about that. Um the morning that I was supposed to buy that house or the morning I actually did buy that house, um, the night before my wife's uh, water broke and uh, we had to go to the hospital with our baby, right? So uh, my second kid, my daughter came uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning. I was signing paperwork. 30 minutes later, my daughter was born. So uh, that wow. was uh, kind of how we uh, jump started into real estate investing and then uh, took off from there, did a couple more rehabs of my own, and then connected with Three Doors and got on as an acquisition manager with them. 
your wife, uh, was, was there a lot of expletives coming at you as she's sitting there, uh, going through all of the, putting in all of the work to birth your daughter while you're signing closing papers? Um, you know, it wasn't too bad. My wife, uh, you know, her credit, she's pretty laid back, but, um, you know, her, uh, her epidural was kicking in pretty good there. So I don't think she was uh, too upset with me. I was getting texts as I was signing, like, you need to get back up here. You need to get back up here. I'm like, I'm signing as fast as I can. Uh, I got people, I got the wholesaler came out to uh, to the hospital and met me and I was able to sign. But it was all good. We bought our first investment property with, and, and and got to meet my daughter that day. So by far, one of the greatest days of my life. And it it changed the trajectory of our life. In more ways than one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, personally, of course, the more, more important, most important thing is my daughter, but then of course. Uh, where we're at today in reference to my career and whatnot, just yeah. that day changed, changed the whole trajectory. So awesome. Just don't, uh, just don't tell that to your son because uh, you don't want him to be, you know, feel left out there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know, maybe, maybe so maybe he could use a little humbling, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so you, you bought that first property uh, back then and the rest is, is relative history. So kind of what, what happened from there? Yeah. Like I said, I, I wrapped that rehab up, made some decent money and went and bought two more and those ones took a little longer. And I, and I kind of told myself, you know, I, I don't want to give up on this. You know, I dealt with a lot of struggles on my next two, but man, I really need to scale this. I, this is what I want to do. This, I, I got to find, I got to connect with some people and do this full time. And um, I ended up connecting with three doors. Someone said, Hey, you know, they're hiring for an acquisition manager. You should talk with Jim and Ryan and, and see if you can get on and did some interviews and got hired on with them. And the education that I've received from them has just been tremendous and is catapulted my business. So, and then, you know, I worked my way up and now I'm director of sales for the company. So. Awesome. T tell me about Three Doors. Uh, what is the? Uh, tell me about the company. What does it do? It's not your traditional real estate company, more of an investment company. But uh, so tell us just a little bit about Three Doors. We're an investment company, but honestly, we do all things real estate. It's uh, we buy, sell, and invest. That's our. It's kind of our motto here: is buy, sell, and invest. It's the Three Doors. That's the. That's what they stand for, right? We help people buy, we help people sell, and we help people invest. And um, so we kind of before had two legs, we had full-time real estate agents, and then we had like an acquisition real like investment side, uh, where we'll wholesale, we'll wholesale, we flip, we we buy rentals, and then um we do some lease purchasing. That came on a little bit later. Uh, but what we do is how we're shaking things up in the market is we're going out there and we're actually connecting with direct sellers and agents and being creative and no one else can really, no one else is really offering that in our market between, you know, funding people's properties, helping them buy properties uh, with little, no money out of pocket, uh, getting sellers to avoid foreclosure where they don't have to have major foreclosure on their record or just buying a pretty house and giving them what they need. Right. So um, we were helping people on the retail side in the, uh, and, and get them out of sticky situations. So, you know, what direction do you think we should take this here? Because there's a lot that you just mentioned there that I think uh, is important to talk about. And I, and I think unless you have an opinion, I'm almost thinking about going down the path of let's start talking about the buyer. So the, the non-traditional buyer, traditional buyers, everyone understands, right? You go get your financing from a bank or you're paying cash. Pretty much, that's pretty much it. 
Uh, we're not talking about that buyer. We're not talking about the buyer that has comes in with the pre-approval letter or the buyer that's got cash, right? We're talking about the buyer who got turned down or doesn't have the means and you're helping that buyer get into a home. So talk about some of the solutions that you guys are providing for, for that or give, let's give some exact, some exact examples. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had this number off the top of my head, but I know it's well over 15% of the market can't qualify for traditional mortgage. Uh, I'm sure you see that in, in the mortgage side a lot that you have to tell people, hey, you know, you're not showing enough income. Your credit's dinged. You had a mistake a couple of years ago. So we just can't quite prove you right now. Right. Um, so we we as a company, we've, we're always evolving. We're always changing. We're always trying to do things differently in the market. So one thing we've noticed is. Um, these people still want to get to homes. They're still good, hardworking people that maybe made a mistake or, you know, maybe they just are really good business owners and write off too much money. And um, But they're tired of renting. How do we, how did we help them? So we've actually developed a product uh, through our lease purchased program um, where we will qualify them. We'll basically act as the bank on, on their behalf. We go out and buy properties and we'll, we'll put them in there. We actually set them up on a three-year program and after that three years they have the option to buy the house or they can do long-term financing with us so they're actually getting into home ownership their it's their money isn't getting thrown away once they hit a th ugh, certain threshold of money down they actually get principal reduction so they're acting as a home at that point Got it. So give me an example. So you mentioned, you know, you mentioned somebody who might have had a hiccup on their credit. You mentioned somebody who might be a business owner uh, who just doesn't show the income, for example. Um, you, do you have any specific examples that you could give where someone didn't qualify for traditional financing and you guys were able to help? Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, I had I had a property uh, that I personally own that we that we filled lease purchase where uh, during COVID she, she fell on some hard times and uh, fell behind on her car payment and got dinged up. And she's like, man, I'm just tired of renting, just tired of doing this. I have a lot of money down, you know, she rebounded from it or whatever. She just can't get that traditional um, pre-approval. And um, we know we understand life happens. So we, she came in, she looked at her house, she goes, I love it. I want to put some money down. I want to buy this house. I just need some time to build my credit up. And um, I think she was in like the high fives, low sixes, and she just couldn't quite do it. And, you know, just kind of quite qualify. Well, we looked past that and we were able to actually get her in um, her mortgage payment. Um, her mortgage payment or her lease payment was uh, actually comparable to local rent. So it wasn't crazy too much higher. And, um, yeah, we got her to move in and she's on her way to, to home ownership. So, so let me backtrack. You bought the house that she wanted. Correct. Right. Three doors bought it and then you're leasing it back to her. So this isn't anything necessarily new, uh, but, but how are you, how are you structuring this with then the tenant so soon to be hopeful homeowner? Sure. So the way it works is our program, we require 10% down on every house that that they buy because uh, we do need, they need to show that they have, they're financially stable enough to be able to buy a house. Right. But we were the move in, they only have to put 3% down. So we'll vet them traditional ways of tenant, right. We'll check their credits, see if they have any evictions, do a normal background check, that kind of stuff. 
But once they get approved on that side, they put a little bit of money down to to lot. It's basically a three year program that we set them up. So they can't technically buy the house for three years. For whatever reason, they need they usually need that three years to get get their finances or credit back in order. Mm-hmm. So they will move in under. So essentially, we amortize the loan. We're acting as the bank. We set them up with a payment. And then we also, to get their 10% down, we'll actually set them up with a second payment to um, to help them get to that 10%. That the, addition, the additional 7%. Correct. Or what some people have 10 day one. Some people only have the three. Some people have eight. Sure. They don't quite have all of it. Whatever that balance is, whatever mm-hmm. they can come up with, we give them an interest-free loan. We don't charge them any interest on that money. We just say, hey, just keep every dollar that you pay to us on that monthly payment. We'll give them a 36 or 60 month option to pay it back. If they can afford it, they can go less, but we want to make sure we're not setting them up for failure. We want them to be able to afford that extra payment. So whatever they're comfortable with, and then they they start paying that down. Once they hit that, their price points then locked in, and then they get principal reduction on their their monthly payment with us. So their bill will actually lower because they get rid of that second payment. Got it. Got it. And and what you're finding is and and well, let me ask you this: Are what kind of terms are you applying to these people as they are the renter, the tenant per se? Is it is it hard money type terms or is it uh, similar to Fannie Freddie? Like where where are you? It's um we're usually a point and a half to two points above what what rate we can get on the property on a long term financing. Um, so it's really going to kind of depend on the credit and kind of what we can get to. I think right now we're floating between seven and a half and 8%. And then we take their purchase price and we amortize it over a 30 year note. Um, so that's how we come up with their payment. It's no different. We're basically saying here, we're, we're acting as the bank. We're approving you for this interest rate minus your down payment. This is what you owe. And this is how your payment's coming up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, seven and a half, eight percent is not like. A crazy premium as rates keep going up as we know so and we we adjust them if rates got back down into the fours we're going to adjust that down too right so um we always try to keep them first we want to make sure again we want to set them up for success unlike some other companies that you know maybe don't (laughs) yeah yeah got it okay and so what happens when as as we all know and and, it, it most consumers at least from a credit perspective, you put them into, let's just say, you put them into a credit repair type of program. I don't know what the statistics say, but I would venture to guess less than 10% actually follow through and improve their credit. I think just people, just life happens. They just don't have the wherewithal, et cetera. The, the reason that they have poor credit carries over uh, to their follow through and discipline to correct their credit, right? Uh, so what happens in those scenarios uh, with a buyer that's my first question. So if uh, I'm guessing you're asking, so like, all right, three years is up. They don't have the credit. Yeah. What happened? Same boat. They're in the exact same boat. Or maybe hey, Jeff, life I happened need- and they, they, they ding their credit again, you know? Hey, Jeff, I need a loan. Help me out. Hey, if sorry, still can't approve you, right? Okay. Um, if they follow our three-year program, they don't miss a payment with us to hit that down. We'll actually approve them, and we'll set them up on a thirty or forty-year note, and we'll act as their long-term financing form. Really? They can qualify for our in-house pro financing as long as they follow our program with us properly. And it becomes hard money essentially at that point. 
Nope. We'll, uh, we'll actually give them closer to market rate and we'll set them up because we already have long-term financing set up. So with our real estate fund that we've launched as well is we're, we're trying to buy a lot of property, but you know, we want these people to succeed and have home ownership. So at that point, they'll actually take deed of the house and we'll have first uh, lien position. And we'll are you guys, that. are you guys holding the paper or are you selling it off? Second, secondary. Okay. We're getting, we're leveraging a certain percent back to leverage our cash. Some, but um, we're holding, we're holding that we're acting as the bank. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. If they follow our program, we look at them and say, Hey, listen, you know, I, whatever's happened to you in the past or whatever has gone in the last three years, you just, you've shown that you can make payments to us on time and do your thing. So we'll actually approve them if they follow our program into our in-house financing. So they yeah. actually, I'm a homeowner. We just, instead of going to bank of America or yeah. USA mortgage, they're calling us and we're just, they don't have to reapprove. We just automatically put them right into it. That's, I mean, it's an incredible option because I'm sure there's a lot of real estate agents out there that are thinking about this thing. Damn. I wish I knew about this when, you know, Mary and Joe were trying to buy, but their credit score was 580 and I couldn't get them into a home. Um, right. So one question would be several, several follow-up questions. One, as the real estate agent. So say I'm the real estate agent. Uh, I'm Jeff Fitzer, realtor, and I'm with XYZ Realty. And I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, Joe, I've got the perfect people for you right now. I want to bring them to you. And they're going to, they're definitely going to be perfect for this program. I know they're on the right track. They'll get their credit in, in order in three years. How do I get paid? Um, well, there's two ways. If the house is listed, you can actually represent us as the buyer. You can be our buyer's agent. We, we can try to buy that house on market and you can get paid your normal commission, right? If you send us a buyer, let's say we book, because what we'll do too is we'll actually, we are actively hunting for houses. We're actively buying houses and then filling them after we buy them. Because if it's a nice house, a nice area, we know we can put people inside. So let's say it's- But specifically St. Louis? Right now we're just in St. Louis. We do have uh, aspirations of expanding out, but you know, we're- we're making sure we final, you know, we're getting all, making sure we work all the kinks out here before we expand. Right. So, um, but let's say it's a house we have listed here. It's on our lease to purchase program. And you say, Hey, I have a buyer, right. Um, we actually will pay a referral fee back out to the agent and we'll take everything over from there. Got it. So is there any reduction in commission versus a traditional sale? If it's listed on market, no. I mean, we're not going to ask you to reduce that at all. Uh, we do just pay like a flat fee. I, I'm not exactly sure what that is. I'm not too involved on that side of the business with it. But um, if someone has a question with that, I can definitely get that answered. But you're not going to be able to get them up. The way we look at it is some money's better than no money at this point. You're not going to, they can't buy a house right now anyway. Refer them over to us. We fill them. You're going to get some kind of check back for your time, right? So. So then what, and then what is happening after, let's just say this, uh, the example that you gave me, they had the COVID problems and uh, uh, let's say uh, 20 months, not, tw not, not 36, not 24, 20 months, that particular buyer says, I'm ready. My score is up to a 650. I can get qualified now. Can they buy the house then or do they have to wait the entire three years? It has to be at least 36 months and 10% down before we allow them to execute. Um, because so even if they get to that 10% ahead of time, it's, it's still, still 36 months. They could put 10% down 
there's a reason they haven't gotten qualified and just part of our program quite to be honest we have to have some spread because we're paying a lot more for these houses of course yeah. so we just worst case scenario is they buy in three years and that's the end of that deal for us right so but, then so then what so that and that makes sense and that's understandable so then uh once that happens now are you oftentimes then because now when they go to finance it to pay you off they're going to pay your first lien position off are you, you guys aren't financing that now you're putting them into traditional financing at that point or referring them to a local lender correct correct yeah so they can it would be a traditional sale at that point uh i've actually had someone do that where they called me and said hey i'm ready to ready to execute I said perfect you know you're buying the house for this is actually a lower end house they um I think I ended up selling it to him for like 120,000. And I said, you're, you put this much down. So you, your current balance is like 115 or whatever it came out to be. And then they went out and got a loan for, you know, basically we wrote up a sales contract for selling it to them for 115 and they went and got their own mortgage. Are they at that point, they, are they, are they having to though follow traditional guidelines and, and then put another, uh, a, a lot, you know, allowance of money down? We allowed them to make that decision. So in that case, they said, well, we have extra money. We want to buy it down some more. So they said, just write for what we owe. Mm -hmm. uh, another case where we've, what we've done before is they put $8,000, right? Well, 10%. Yeah. Well, so yeah, in this case, 12,000, right? So their, their balance would have been what? 108. Mm -hmm. um, we tell them, Hey, we can put the purchase price at 120 again. And then we'll credit you $12,000 at closing, or you, we can lower the, the purchase price to 108 and yeah. you can, you can go get a traditional type loan at 108. Yeah. FHA, well, obviously if they do VA, they get hundred percent, you know, conventional, maybe 5%, maybe 3%, whatever. Yeah. So we're flexible with them and it, what it's, but the, I go talk to your lender, how to, however you guys want to work it up. We can, if you want us to credit half and lower the price by the other half, we can do that too, right? Like mm. you can lower it to, you know, 114 and then credit you six grand, whatever. You tell us it all shakes out to the same to us, right? So I think, I think uh, most of the people listening to this right now are first thinking to themselves, where in the hell are you finding properties for 120,000, first of all? <laughs> well, that's St. Louis, right? Uh, it's the Midwest. It's, it's Midwest, I think. Yeah. It's, um, you know, this was, you know, a middle class type, you know, working class type area. Uh, it was right there by the airport here in St. Louis. But um, nice. you're, you're, you're being you're being kind by calling that middle class. Right. Well, it's it's not uncommon over there. Right. You know, it's a working class area um, in Florissant and our, you know, St. John area and whatnot. But um you know, what we're seeing now is traditionally more, probably 200,000 higher. That was just one of the outliers. We got a good deal on it. So, yeah. Uh, and found higher. So, so now let's, let's shift uh, because I think we beat that, that horse uh, pretty well. Um, let's shift over to selling uh, options and selling scenarios because you've, you mentioned that. I know you and I have talked offline about this, uh, but you've talked about, you know, obviously I mentioned in, in, in the opener, which is open door and offer pad and kind of what they're doing. And I know, I think, I, I don't want to speak for the real estate community, but I think by and large, that's like, uh, it's, a, it's a nasty word. It's like Zillow, right? It's a bad word. 
And, and I think on the surface, uh, an, an agent or a professional in our industry would look at three doors and be like, oh man, you're just trying to do the same thing. But as I mentioned in the beginning, the difference is like an open door and offer pad. And as you've described to me is, you know, their intent is to, you know, make an offer, buy as much real estate as they possibly can, essentially cutting out not only not only real estate agents potentially, um, but also you know potentially cutting out home ownership to a degree, uh, especially if they're gonna if they're gonna rent those homes. And I guess every platform is a little bit different. But as you mentioned, like oftentimes they're going in and making an offer that's attractive to the seller, then going through inspections and then using that to beat the crap out of them. So let's you know the two hundred thousand dollar house now uh, they've decided. They've got you into their contract, and now they're going to come back and say, "We're only going to give you one thirty for this." And now you don't have a whole help, help of a lot of leg to stand on because you already signed their contracts, which favor them. You're not doing this sort of thing. So, kind of describe what kind of scenarios exist because I know there's a lot of real estate agents that are, are coming in contact with these sellers all the time. What is we're trying to help the people moving into those houses, and their scenarios, you know, they ding their credit, you know, whatever come up. We've, we've talked about that. We take the same approach when it comes to a seller. We actually sit down and we'll chat with them. We'll talk with them. Hey, what situation are you in? Do you need the money? What are you using your equity for? Do you have any equity? You have, all right, in most cases an agent will call us and we know an agent's involved. And we, we just sit down and talk with them. And there's so many different scenarios where people Maybe need a leaseback option. Maybe they need, um, you know, maybe they need a quick sale. Maybe they want more money for their house over time, whatever. hundred different scenarios. We actually will take the time because we're local. I'll actually come out to their house and talk to them or have the conversation with the agent and say, what situation are they in? Here are some options for you. I've tailored them based off of what you're telling me. We can get creative. What solution's best going to help your your client situation right so um i don't know if that answered your question or not but that's kind of the approach i take it's not a one-size-fits-all situation not, not here's a cash offer take it or leave it and the other thing we don't do is we don't just say here's an offer and then once you're on a contract we're going to beat you up we're as transparent as we possibly can now there's there's always situations but we're going to tell you hey i can't get up on the roof it looks a little older if that pops up, then yeah, we're have to discuss it. But we talked about it before you accepted my offer, so there's no surprises. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about some examples. I mean, what are some of the that you would say uh, would be the most useful examples that are potentially duplicatable because it it's uh, it, it would serve the masses. Man, there's just there's so many different situations out there, pick, right? Pick so, one. um. I mean, I'll, I can talk about a couple here. So yeah. first off, let's let's say we have a client. I just did this deal. Actually, we closed on it uh, Wednesday. Um, the the seller's agent I knew, she called me and said, "Hey, they inherited this house. It's pretty rough shape. How you know they don't want to do anything with it? How can you help us on it?" Right. Um, well, with the ability to pay more, we paid more than any other real estate or any other investor in the area. They had to sell quick. Long story short, we were able to get creative, close on it really fast, and then they got to keep possession of it while they got to clear their home, uh, clear their loved one's stuff out of it for three weeks. 
Um, they got a quick sale. They got the number they needed. The agent got fully paid. She collected her full 6% commission. And we got a house that we were able to now fix up and then we'll put a deserving family. Into. Um, so that's probably what most agents think of as a real estate investor. Right? This guy's going to come in and give me a cash offer, right? Mm -hmm. um, we actually had another situation where a seller had a beautiful home. Didn't know, you know, I know for a fact they're not taking our cash offer because we need massive discounts with us, right? So um, talked to the agent. Agent allowed me to come in. I walked the house. I said, I love the house. It just needs a few minor things. Got to talking to the seller there too. And she goes, yeah, we're moving to Texas. I said, oh yeah, when, when are you moving? You know, that's great. You know, congratulations. Your husband's retiring. That's great. Uh, she said, well, we... We really can't move. They're actually moving out today. We can't move till March. This was back in December. And they said their builder would not start building until their house was under contract or sold. And I'm like, well, you know, your house is probably going to sell pretty quick. If we put a sign in the yard and you sell it, right? She goes, well, yeah, but we got to live here until my house is built. Where am I going to live? I don't want to double move. Yeah. So uh, we actually got really creative with them. We bought the house in December. We bought their house, what we call subject to. So we kept their mortgage in place and we didn't pay any of their equity. They had about $95,000 in equity. They got paid today on it, but we bought their house so they could start building their other house. And what the advantage of it was, is they got to live in their house for four months, three, three and a half, four months without their bills going up. They got to basically lease it back from us without an increase in bills. So they got literally the best case scenario for everything. They got to start building their new house without having to prep their house for showings and deal with all the headaches of that. And then now they're getting their full equity amount today. You say they were leasing it back from you, but they still were paying their mortgage. Correct. So that's all we were charging. So you weren't charging anything then. We weren't, we weren't charging anything. We actually took responsibility of the note because we own the house. So we you actually, did formally buy it. We did formally buy it. We we held the deed of the house. We were the homeowner. So technically we put a lease in place for them to re lease back to us. But instead of them writing the checks to us, we said just keep them paying your mortgage. Did was was the did the mortgage have to be assumable? Nope. We just became a third party, um, um third party on the note on the mortgage. And um they signed paperwork allowing us to talk to them. And uh, yeah, we just kind of went from there. Is that very common? Uh, we do this all the time. You do it all the time. You think it's common in the market? It's not. Well, it's becoming a little bit more common, but not a lot of agents, not a lot of people even know how to do this. So they don't, when I, that's the big hurdle I'm having is people, I'm presenting these options to these agents and they don't understand it. So they don't talk about it. And this actually could be the number one solution for a lot of their clients. Yeah. Is believe it or not, we have a we would actually have taken that note over long term if they wanted more money. We could have offered them more money if they allowed us to. We could have paid twenty thousand dollars more for that house if they allowed us just to keep the mortgage in place. And they chose not to. Why? Because they wanted uh, to. They needed. They couldn't. They couldn't qualify for their the home they were building. Well, that's a misconception too. Because we've talked to several underwriters, we do this all the time. People can still buy houses. You can buy a house with more than one mortgage in your name. Oh, yeah. Um, way our contracts are written, 
it shows that we actually take responsibility for that note. We're making the payments. We show that most underwriters will look at and not count it towards their DTI because they're going to see, oh, Three Doors is making the payment. You guys haven't made a payment in two, three months. They The contract shows that they're responsible for it. Um, worst case, so they won't count it. So worst case scenarios, they'll count it as a rental and they'll take 25% of their mortgage payment and count it towards their DTI. So they're not even getting fully dinged against it. It's interesting, but there is a risk. There is an inherent risk because if you guys defaulted, you went out of business, something happened. Now they're responsible for that mortgage or they default. Correct. So yes, you're absolutely right. There is that risk, but what we will, we actually will pre-sign a quick claim deed that if they can show proof that we don't make the payment, they can have the house back. On one, uh, what, on one 30-day late? Yep. Interesting. So Interesting. We'll pre-sign it, they file it. As long as they can show proof that we didn't make a payment, right? Because we can't just let people randomly come take houses back from us. Yeah. But they will quit claiming back to them. They can have the house back. And the worst case scenario for them is we held it for five years, then decided to not make payments. And we paid down the principal for five years for them. Now they got a little bit more equity. Now you got a little bit more equity. You got the asset back. Now sell it traditionally. Yeah, because you're already into your new mortgage anyway. So it doesn't even really affect your DTI. And when people go, well, well why do you care if you miss payment? Who cares? We are paying... In, the, in those scenarios, some of those scenarios, we're paying almost to 100% of what the house is worth. We will pay up to 100% on those. So we don't make any money on that house until 10 years down the road. So so you're, you're banking on appreciation. Is to make sure that we hold on to the asset. If we buy all these assets and make all these payments and then just give them back to people, we don't make any money. Right. We just gave people equity. So- when we tell people that, we're like, we don't make money on this for a minimum three or four years. Really, the big money on it is not till 10 years from now. So our incentive is to make sure we hold the S. We're not going to let a $1,500 payment lose us potentially $100,000, right? So, so is that true? You're banking on appreciation? We're banking on appreciation and just principal pay down, right? And as you know, too... We're putting deserving families into them. So we're making some cash flow on the front end too. It's just not going to be a tremendous amount. It's not going to make you rich on one house, the cash flow you're making. Okay. So I get it. The 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 in the the reason why you'd be willing to because you're an investment company. Investment companies do not overpay for homes. Correct. They pass on homes that they're not getting the right deal. But in this case, your motive is the buyer. So you're willing to maybe pay appraised value or market value for a house because there's a different there's a different uh, uh, motive at play. There's, I'm, I'm glad you brought up overpay because people always think it's price. What's more important than price is term. I will pay you 100% for your house if you give me a 2% interest rate. Well, especially nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Today, I can go out and be like, if I wanted to go get an investment loan, I'm going to pay 8%. Yeah. Dude, your mortgage right now, if you're at a two, three percent interest rate, is like a hundred thousand dollars in my pocket. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm it's all about we terms are sometimes more important than the price. So if we can get the terms we need, where in this case, if I buy your house for a hundred percent and you're willing to hundred percent own or finance your equity, I'm buying your house for no money out of my pocket. So who cares what I pay for it? Because it's all it's all profit for me at that point, right? 
So that's the way it's, it's not just price in our market. It's price in terms. We look at everything. We look at the picture. This has nothing to do with the assumability of a mortgage either. Nope. You're just doing something that a lot of people don't know about. Yep. Mortgage will stay in their names. We become third party and we do not miss payments. Have, have you ever run into a mortgage company that's not willing to do that? Um, when they ask us that, we go, so do you want us to stop making the payments? And then the supervisor gets on and says, just keep making the payments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, I think I haven't ran into that, but Jason Courtney, who's our expert in this, he's brought this strategy to us. Um, I think he said it's only happened once. And then again, he he talked to them and said, you sure you want me to stop making payments? And then if that was the case, he would call the original seller back and go, we got to sell the house. You know, they're not letting me make payments. Well, and, and ultimately for anybody that doesn't understand, like mortgage companies make their money on, like they don't want you to take out a mortgage and then pay it off in three years. Like that's not where they make money. They make money over time. They make money on that monthly interest. And so there is a benefit to most mortgage companies that get it. And understand that my only my only fear with that is is you're going to be talking to a lot of massive servicing companies you know that that uh don't always look at it from the right perspective you know in, what i mean in cases they don't even blink an eye really i would say 95 percent or higher even people that we don't even hear from the mortgage company yeah as, we long, tell- as, as long as the payment keeps coming in a mortgage company doesn't care whatever yeah yeah. are we getting our interest check every month cool yeah Yeah. thank you thank you thank you thank you and because again we'll tell them you want us to stop making the payment well no okay well if you're telling me to call the due no uh the note due i'm gonna stop making the payment um or we'll say you want the house back you can have it and they're like "Whoa, whoa, whoa we're not in the business owning real estate we're in the business of lending money right so um I it's it, well, we hardly ever run into that situation, and and when we do, we we they can explain it off pretty easily. Yeah, and worst case, they just the seller has to sell like a traditional deal. Yeah, and that, that doesn't even that hardly ever happens, right? So awesome, awesome. Well, we're we're running up against the hour. I, I think one of the, the the things that some agents are probably thinking right now is this is amazing, but you're in St. Louis and I'm in uh, you know Buffalo, New York, or I'm in Phoenix, or I'm in wherever you know uh, Timbuktu. Uh, how is this necessarily going to potentially benefit me? Well, for one, you can always contact me. I'm always, I'm, my hand, my hand's always out to help people. Um, if you want to get into real estate investing, we have strategies. This is one of the, the sub to the creative financing options that helps you get into real estate investing with little, no money. Right. So it can help you jumpstart that part of your, your business, or maybe you're already doing it, and this can help you get a few other avenues, right? Um, the other thing, too, is right now we are looking to expand, but we're not quite there yet. So that's coming to other markets. But, like, for example, locally, when I talk to agents, if you can find a real estate investor who can do this kind of stuff in your market, we're again, we're, we're open to ex- explaining those, but if you were here in St. Louis, the one thing I would tell you is how nice would it be to offer all these solutions to your seller, let them make the decision at time of closing, and you're going to make the fastest 3%, 4%, or whatever the seller's willing to pay you in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you can also be a buyer's agent for us and then not waste time just showing blind houses. You can start writing for us as well. Yeah. So, 
It's amazing. I mean, it really is. I think, and more, more than anything, this is, it's the knowledge is power type of thing. And you mm -hmm. as a real estate agent, I mean, our, our, our world, and I don't have a problem saying this it, just because, you know, I've, you know, where I spend most of my time, which is teaching marketing strategies and social. And, and the one thing that I run into constantly is just how antiquated our industry is and how, you know, and, and sadly, the, so many brokerages just don't evolve. And they're still teaching, you know, again, antiquated strategies. Some still work, uh, but uh, whether we like it or not, time's revolving. And if you're not hip to these options, and this this applies to mortgage professionals as well, like this is the kind of stuff you got to know, uh, because 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 finding that three doors in your market is is incredibly important. And frankly, maybe maybe you could be the catalyst to bring three doors to your market. And so that would be another reason why, uh, obviously, connecting with you guys is probably going to be smart. So, Joe, what is what is the best way for someone to get in touch or learn more about you guys or, you know, just to have a conversation? I mean, you can always go on our website, which is three doors.com. Um, just Google three doors, St. Louis. It'll pop right up. Um, you can reach me directly via my email, which is jjordan at three doors.com. Or you can call me directly. My personal cell number is 636-578-6212. If I don't answer, shoot me a text, voicemail, whatever. But um, uh, I'm also on social media, but where's the uh, best place to find you on social? Uh, I'm heavy on Facebook right now, but as you know, we're going to be expanding a little bit. So, uh, but, but currently Facebook, if as at the time of this recording is what you would say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, hopefully you'll see me on other platforms uh, more involved soon. So that's our goal. That's our goal. Awesome. <laughs> I got to get on it. So you stop harassing me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, dude, this is great stuff, man. Um, say your uh, phone number one more time. 636-578-6212. Awesome, Joe. This is uh, it's been a pleasure. I think uh, I I think there's a lot probably more to discuss which might open the door for some conversations for you to have. If you're an agent and you're thinking, "Damn, I need to talk more with Joe." Don't hesitate. Reach out. He just gave you a cell phone number. Uh, my advice, shoot him a text. Let him know you listened to you heard him on the podcast and you'd like to schedule a call. But um, by all means, you know, the more bullets in your gun means the more sales you're going to make and and the more you're going to grow your business. So, Joe, thank you for being a guest on, man. I appreciate the knowledge and uh, obviously look forward to staying in touch. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcast.